0: and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Oh my goodness. This episode is a long time coming. I mean, I think that we've been trying to schedule it for like three months now. You guys, you might already know this beautiful young woman, Her name is Leah Sino. She's actually been on the Woo podcast before, but we're talking about something totally different this time. Welcome back to the podcast, Leah.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back. I know we've talked about it. We've been planning it for three months, but I feel like we've talked about it for even longer. So it's exciting.
0: Leah is my favorite Canadian. She was actually a founding member of the New Paradigm Mastermind. I actually hand chose her. I hand chose quite a few of my original mastermind members. So with my mastermind members, I usually have them on, I feature them on the podcast. And so she was on last summer, like August or September, I think, 2022. I think it was August, I think. Anyways, you can go back and listen if you want to. At the time, she was very big into network marketing, direct sales, and coaching in that realm combined with human design. But now she is doing human design readings, and she's one of the first YouDoWoo brand human design readers. I think we have four total. All of them haven't been announced yet, but Now we're officially announcing Leah, and we're going to have four total readers, and we're adding more in the coming months and, and early next year and all that kind of stuff. But I just, Leah's background and her journey with human design has been so beautiful, and I wanted to have her on the show to just introduce you to her, for you to get a feel for her and how she coaches and how she uses human design in her life and all that kind of stuff to see if you vibe with her to have a human design reading. Um, so why don't we just sort of start there? When did you find out about human design? And so I know you're a human design and self love coach. You're not just, you don't, Mm -hmm. it's not just like, Oh, I go read your chart. You're very much embody that with the self love. And I know that's been a big part of, of your journey. Um, when did you find out about human design and when did the idea of, of like applying it to self-love or vice versa, applying self-love to your human design journey start? Like ha- give, us, give us a little bit, bit of background on that.
1: Yeah. I've been trying to remember when I first learned about human design. I don't remember if we talked about it on our last episode, but it was definitely like at least three years ago now. Where I, you know, I found out about it through one of my mentors in my network marketing business, saw them sharing some Instagram post is how it all started. And it just really resonated with me once I looked up my chart because I was always that person. and I hear a lot of people talk about this, but that person that like did all the personality tests, and I loved astrology. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much about it, but I just always loved reading about myself <laughs> basically mm-hmm. as selfish as that sounds. We all love that, yeah. So that's how it started. And it wasn't until we met, which was beginning of 2022, lots has changed since then. So it wasn't until then where I really like got my first reading and actually dove into human design and started applying it and embodying it in my life. So that was the big difference of like, you know, the learning piece and filling my brain with all of the knowledge and actually applying it. So that's where that began.
0: And I wanted to touch really quick on your type just so that everybody knows. So Leah is a three six manifesting generator, slightly more manifester, and has a totally open ego, which is very special for an MG, um, I think. And I just think that is, I don't know, there's just like this magic about you where, from what I have seen, you know, I know we're not perfect on this every single day, but you very much honor that open ego and rely on your sacral authority quite a bit. Just for everybody to get to know you a little bit better, before you became a human design coach, what was your line of work?
1: Yeah. So I basically, like you said, started out in network marketing on the business side of things. So I was in network marketing for about it's been five years this summer because I do still work with my company. I build my clients. I just don't build the business side like a lot of us do, but also I'm a registered nurse in my day job. So I do that as well. And I started nursing same time. I started, started nursing school the same time I started in my network marketing business. So kind of just like went along that journey. And I think prior to learning about human design, I just I felt very lost throughout my whole life and that's what I talk about a lot is that I always felt like I was chasing after something or I was trying to find my purpose and I had no idea what it was. I went through, I have two degrees. I worked a whole bunch of jobs growing up in high school to now, like even through my nursing career, I've had five different jobs, I think in the last three years. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, just going through all the different things. And definitely like that's embracing my manifesting generator energy and being okay with it. But yeah, like I said, learning about human design has really helped me to ease that feeling of being lost or chasing after things. I realized that we have the answers inside of us. And there's a whole bunch of tools that we can use, but I just really resonate with human design to answer that question for me of, you know, what am I here to do? What am I meant for? What is my purpose? Like, who am I? Basically, is a question that a lot of us ask ourselves. And you're mentioning the self love piece. Mm-hmm. That's where that comes in for me is I use human design on my self love journey, but I also use self love when I talk about human design because I think. We've been through so much conditioning, which you talk about a lot. We've been conditioned since the day we were born, basically. And we're all conditioned in different ways. But the self love piece comes in where it's like when you're learning about your human design, you can also condition yourself in a different way. You can put yourself in a box. And that's what I did as well when I first learned about it. I was like, oh, I have to do things this way because that's how I'm made. But how I look at it now is that. We're trying to break down all, all of the rules and all of the conditioning and showing ourselves love in all of those aspects in finding our alignment and our authenticity because that's what human design is. But that's also what I think like radical self-love is finding your unique authenticity and diving into that no matter what it looks like, even if it changes. Yeah. As my journey has as well.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is very fitting for right now because the past week I've been pretty under the weather. Like you can sort of tell I'm getting over sinus stuff. And I remember when I think it was November, 2021, I had COVID and I did an episode. If anybody wants to go back and listen to it, it's pretty hilarious. It was like, when human design doesn't work, it was cuz i was sick and i really when you're sick and when you're not healthy and not feeling your best it's really hard to access for me it's really hard for me to access my sacral it's like nothing sounds good nothing lights me up everything's just blah it's just like everything is forcing my body is forcing me to just say no to everything nothing lights me up which is really hard for a sacral being to feel that way and i honestly think human design doesn't work You can't access your authority, like when you're feeling sick. So it's interesting too, because I remember being so hard on myself at that point, just being like, why can't I get excited about something? Why can't I push through? Why can't I do this, this, and this? And fast forward almost two years now, I'm like, okay, like self-love can look like so many different things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's self-care, whatever. For me, it's very much not shooting myself, not saying you should be feeling like this, you should be doing this, not giving myself a hard time. Like that is a really, really huge thing. Sometimes in my relationships, especially my partnership, I will just be like, you're giving me such a hard time. You're being so hard on myself. When in reality, and maybe he is a little bit, but like, in reality, I'm already being so hard on myself that if anybody is even a little bit hard on me, it's like the tipping point you know, so that's something I'm still working on i've I've deconditioned from the shooting quite a bit, you know and and listening to my body and all of that kind of stuff, but there's times where my I guess my internal voice is hard on myself like oh, you screwed up with this in parenting or you forgot to, you didn't send, you know, that email in time and did you know, that follow-up email in time and blah, blah, blah. And to me, that's like the self-love that I'm working on now. How have you been helping your clients use human design to activate self-love within themselves?
1: That's a really good example about your sacral and not mm-hmm. being able to use it. When you're sick, mm-hmm. that's something that has come up for a lot of people that I've been working with. A lot of my clients recently have been manifesting generators with sacral authority, which is what I have. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I love that I attracted those clients. Yes. But I've noticed that a lot of people are saying that like, they have trouble accessing their sacral. And I had the same thing. And you're right, because if you're not connected to your body, and that happens when we're sick, plus it happens. In a lot of other ways, for a lot of other reasons, that can like make us think that we can't access our human design. So I like to talk with them through that specifically. So that's a good example. It's just you know working on ways to connect back to your body is a huge thing. And that's a big self-love piece, too, because we're really disconnected from our bodies, a lot of us, in our conditioning, through life, in traumas that we've experienced. So, talking through that to see if there's anything and this is not just specifically related to sacral authority but Mm -hmm. whatever you have and whatever you're feeling disconnected from trying to get to the root of that is a huge part because you know self-love is like you said many different things it's not just about self-care which is a part of it but it's also about learning to love yourself for all of the hard things that happen to you all of the things that you don't love about yourself and I really think that when you figure out how to do that that's when you can start connecting back to your body that's when you can start finding what's authentic to you that's when you can stop shooting on yourself Mm -hmm. which is really it is difficult to do all of these things but that's like a big thing that I try to work through is digging deep into those things that are actually holding you back that you don't realize because we learn In human design, like, if anybody has actually looked at their chart, you know, like, okay, there's all of these things that you can do and that you're supposed to do, like we said. But it doesn't just stop there. Like I said, I I learned about it for a long time before I realized, oh, I actually have to implement this into my life. Mm -hmm. And it's not as easy as it seems. It's simple. But because of all of our conditioning... And all of our past, whatever past shadows, traumas, it can be challenging. But that's what I like to work with my clients through is all of that conditioning, not just specifically related to your design, but all of the aspects of their history, background, and just their relationship with their self in their life.
0: Question for you personally. What is one area, if you can think of one area, where you feel like maybe a year ago you didn't have as much self-love and you've grown tremendously in the past 12 months and having more self-love for yourself? Give us an example.
1: I feel like almost everything, but yeah. <laughs> biggest thing because, and we're talking about it already, is like my sacral authority in that part. It's just been the biggest thing that I've been working with I actually just did a podcast episode um, on my my show as well which we can link about authorities Mm -hmm. and I talked about this but yeah that's been the biggest piece of deconditioning but also the biggest piece of like just allowing myself to find my authenticity Mm -hmm. because I've always been someone who really uses her mind to make decisions which nobody is meant to but I also used to sleep on every decision. And like I just did the total opposite of what is correct for me. And it led to, well, it led to a lot of great things mm-hmm. because I don't believe that there's any mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that comes from my three six profile as well. But yeah, just learning to embrace that, I guess, has been the biggest piece of finding, like I said, my authenticity. And loving myself through it all, and now learning to actually make decisions, Mm -hmm. big decisions, which is where it gets hard.
0: Oh yeah. I had like a whole list of like, maybe she's going to say this, maybe she's going to say this, maybe she's going to say this. And that wasn't what I was going to guess that you would say, but it's so true. Like, I feel like I've always been able to pretty easily access my sacral, but I haven't used it to make decisions because of people-pleasing I think a big part of that. It's like, well, I want to say no, but I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. And it's been very interesting because I've gotten better at it. And that's that's like an example of self-love and honoring yourself and honoring your wish, so long as you're not hurting another person, right? But usually our sacral is not gonna lead us to do that because it's like part of our highest self. But It's very interesting because even in the past year, there have been a few instances where I was like, ugh, my sacral is saying no. And I said yes anyways. And so then I'll sit down and journal about it and I'll be like, okay, God, universe, please help me to like backtrack on this. (laughs) And it's so funny because there was one situation even last week that I had said yes to, even though it was a sacral no, well then I got sick. So, I couldn't go anyways. And I was like, well, thanks. Okay, you got me out of that, but it wasn't in a way that I would choose, like being sick for a week and not feeling good. Mm-hmm. But that's like a thing where it's like, I have slowly learned to put my choice first. Now, being a parent, this is a whole other thing because a lot of times that's not necessarily possible yet till they get a little bit older. And you can sort of explain that like, but in most other situations, friendships, business wise, that kind of stuff, the sacral has gotten easier and easier. And I think it's increasing my self worth. And then the more and more you practice it, the more it's just like a, this is just what I do. And it's nice being in the human design world because you can explain it. <laughs> it's not like mm-hmm. you're using it as an, as an excuse, but you're just like, my mind wants this to be a yes. I really do. I want it to be a win-win. I want it to be a yes. And it is not. And I must honor. I must honor it. You know. But the weird thing is it is usually ends up being a win-win for both people in, in one way or another anyways. It's just sometimes timing makes Mm -hmm. a difference with that. So I love that so much. And I love that your brand is human design and self-love coach. One other thing I definitely wanted to talk to you about is like pivoting. And evolving and not just sticking to something because you said you would, or getting too. Like, for me, I just did a podcast episode with one of our other readers, uh, Jean Key's readers. She's not a human design chart reader. Jean Key's readers, Stephanie Joseph, on her podcast. And her podcast is all about grief and the subject that we were talking about. Cause she was like, What are you grieving right now? And I'm like, What? I don't you know like i haven't lost anybody in Mm -hmm. my life in like a year like what and she i was like oh my god i'm grieving like my ego i'm grieving uh detaching from certain titles that i thought that i would have right and even human design reader being one of those because i'm slowly phasing that out and not doing that Hence why I'm hiring brand readers for for the Udoo brand, but mm-hmm. I was like, "Whoa, that is a thing." And that is, I don't know that I would call that pivoting. I think I pivoted when I like got kicked out of the music industry in the pandemic and had to like start a new business. That was pivoting, but evolving a lot of times ends up. Leading to death of the ego, and it's okay to grieve that too, or death of titles, or death of attachments to who you thought you were going to be for the rest of your life, or blah blah blah, or like, like even. And I know I'm going on and on. I'm going to give you a chance to to answer this for yourself, but like being a generator, I was always so attached to the idea of being a generator, and I freaking love to work. But it's so crazy because a year ago, if you would have told me that I would be so happy just working like two or three hours a day. You know, I would be like, you're crazy. I need to work eight to 10 hours a day to feel good. But I moved and there's like more stuff to do. There's more outdoors things. There's beauty and nature and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to work from like 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. nonstop. You know i want to like take breaks to be able to get outside and actually live life and whatever and there's a lot of days that i'd reth- i'd like to work six hours you know get in those really juicy flows and you feel really good mm-hmm. but honestly like if i could like if i was if i attracted like a hundred million dollars into my life i would not work eight hours a day Which I thought I would always want to, regardless of money or anything. I just thought I would always want to. So that's like a big, you know, like, I don't know, just a big change in like who I even am. Like, I'm like, am I a normal generator? Yes, I'm a normal generator. You don't have to, just because you're a generator doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you have to work at it. You don't have to be a workhorse. Anyways, so what does that look like for you? Like, being comfortable with evolution or just, being in the discomfort of evolution?
1: Oh, that's such a good question because I'm going through a whole bunch of things right now. And I have been over the past year or so. And I'm pretty sure last time when I was on your podcast, I was pivoting from mm-hmm. network marketing into doing my own coaching, but I was mm-hmm. still like hovering in between the two. And not too long ago, a few months ago, I pivoted. Mostly out of, like I said, out of my network marketing business, out of the membership that I had created, which is what we talked about on um, that episode, into now doing this human design and self love guiding and coaching. So that's been a huge pivot just over the last year. And that's just business wise, but everything's changing. <laughs> and I think it's, yeah, like I said, such a good question because. It's hard. It's hard to sit in the discomfort. It is not comfortable to evolve. And I was just, I'm going through a big change that I'm not going to share yet, but if you follow me, you'll find out soon. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I feel like I'm basically changing up my whole life, is what it's all about. And I was actually talking to my boyfriend about it, crying about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to do that. So, mm-hmm. like you said, to grieve it. And I realized this is just like not who. I thought I was going to be. It's not what my plan was. As I said, I was always searching for something and I had this idea, as we all do, of what my life should look like or is going to look like. And right now it's just completely revolving, evolving, <laughs> and just shifting like a 180, completely changing. And it's not fun. I thought it was going to be fun. As soon as you make the decision, though, you're like, I don't know. It's the death of the ego. Like you said, it's people pleasing. It's all of the things that fear. I was, I don't, for me, yeah, everything like you, yeah. Fear of so many things going wrong, but really what I'm doing, what I'm working through right now and what I have in the past as well, because I've looked back at it and realized I've been, like, I've done this many times before. And that also was a fear that came up because I'm like, why do I keep, like, why can't I just be stable and have a beautiful, like, comfortable life? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that's not what I was made for. And that's not what I'm sure everybody's listening to this. We're not made for that comfortable life that's mediocre. Mm -hmm. We're really made for extraordinary. So I'm telling myself that. And also, again, looking back at, okay, once I actually made that decision, once I jumped off the cliff or just took the step, things got better and things, they just work out and it makes Mm -hmm. no sense is what I've realized. It's
0: not logical.
1: (laughs) It's like the co-creation of what you're choosing and the universe working in your favor and also just being okay with This is what I've been asking myself is this could either be like the biggest mistake of my life or the best thing that ever happened. So why not look at it as this is going to be the best thing that ever happened every time I pivot, not just Mm -hmm. right now, but because you just don't know sometimes. And we get a choice of how we perceive each situation as hard as it seems. And you can go down a rabbit hole with any situation, but. It really is all about how we perceive it. And like I said, I also believe that there are no mistakes. I said that before. I think that whatever we decide, even if it's not maybe the correct decision, quote unquote, the universe will just come along with us and be like, okay, this is what we're going with now. And let's figure out how to get to the next step of whatever our higher self wants. (laughs)
0: Have you done, okay, my, I, you know, I always have a current like book obsession or something going on right now. I'm rereading. You are the placebo by Dr. Dispenza. Have you ever done any of his work? Dr. Dispenza's work?
1: I haven't, but I know like I've listened to him and
0: he's not gotten into it yet. So one of the things in the meditation that I was doing earlier this morning that he was talking about is there's more possibility in the unknown than in the known like positive Mm -hmm. possibility yeah more possibilities and like when you were talking about like do i choose a life that is comfortable and stable and maybe mediocre whatever the thing is and you know this knowing human design um and i know like the the tag year out there is 2027 but i think in the next five to ten years Nobody is going to end the next decade with a stable, comfortable, mediocre life. We're all going to get shaken in one way or another, and some of us are choosing to do that on our own and take leaps on our own and just be like, "Well, this is what my sacral's saying, and it makes no sense, but I'm going to go ahead and do it." But I think for some people, it's going to just be push. They're going to be pushed off the ledge. That did happen to me in 2020. It was super uncomfortable um i didn't i didn't think i was going to be done with the music industry anytime soon but it just was what it was everybody who worked in the medical industry that they were okay but a lot of the other (laughs) industries weren't but so i got pushed out then but then there's changes that i've made since then that were my own changes that i think i would have been pushed to make anyways at some point in the next five or 10 years and I'm like might as well do it now might as well go ahead (laughs) so just everybody listening remember that too if there's anything in your life where you're like this is comfortable this is stable and this is maybe a little bit mediocre like maybe go make a list of the things in your life that are like that and go ahead and start making some small changes now so you don't just get forced to make changes overnight real fast, not on your accord. And sometimes that's the best way for that to happen too. So it'll all end up being okay. But I don't know, when you said that, I was just like, that's so true. And no one is going to be at that spot in 10 years. No one on earth.
1: And that's also something that I've been telling myself and reminding myself is that there's a lot of changes, like shifting into this new paradigm that we're shifting into and yeah, just not knowing what's going to happen is okay.
0: And those of us who are leading by being human design coaches and, and guides and everything sort of need to go first. So it's awesome. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have a few things on my own to share, but is there anything you want to share with the listeners to just wrap up?
1: Yeah. Good question. I just want to say, If you're interested in like thinking about human design,
0: go for it. It's the best
1: tool. I love it so much. It, like I said, has changed my life. It has helped me shift and pivot and evolve. All of the things change. And I think it's just such a beautiful tool. Not the only tool. I think it's the best, but we're all here to follow our own authenticity and alignment. And I also just want to say like, a mediocre life. I know we talked about that and I just, it just came to me, but that can look different for everybody. It doesn't have to mean like working a nine to five is a bad thing or whatever you are thinking about. If you like hear that statement and this extraordinary life can look different for you too. So I just want to remind people that too, is Mm -hmm. that it's all personalized. It's all unique. And that's also why I love this human design and self-love journey because we get to discover that on our own and it doesn't have to look like my journey. It doesn't have to look like your journey, Allison. It doesn't have to look like anybody's Mm -hmm. if you've never seen it before. It's whatever feels good and following what feels good for you as well as like The biggest thing that I always talk about, another thing on top of, but I think that's the same like self love and feeling good. I think we can have that all the time, even through all of the challenges and the difficulties. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of different things that I wanted to share, but (laughs) that's just what came to mind.
0: Well, if you are listening and you have never gotten a human design chart reading, I highly recommend connecting with Leah and getting one from her. I'm going to put all of her information in the show notes. And or if you need a refresher reading, maybe somebody else has done a reading for you or I did a reading for you a couple years ago and you want a refresher. First of all, my readings can sometimes be like a little bit like, here's this and this and this and here's what you should do. And Leah is so like just sweet and kind and super in her feminine energy and just you'll feel so yummy chatting with her and getting a reading from her. She's just like, feel good. I'm a little bit of that like coach and you're a little bit more of like the cheerleader slash therapist vibe. I will say that. So if you mm-hmm. like that vibe, Leah is your person. And also if you have, if you currently work in or have a background in network marketing or direct sales, Leah's is really great for that. Cause she's very, very, you've applied all aspects of human design to Your network marketing business and also working pretty long on your feet nine to five job or in the medical community because i know there's a lot of people out there that work that are caretakers that work in the medical community or or caretakers and leah would be great for you because it's not like she's just been like just doing whatever she wants for the past 10 years she's been working pretty hard and really having to do a lot of work deconditioning from her open ego center, so she's very, you know, I have a defined ego center. She has an open ego center, so she's very um, well versed in the daily practice of deconditioning from that. That's what I would say. If you if you just vibe with her, get a reading from her. If you're in network marketing in the medical community or a caretaker, I think Leah would be the perfect person to get a reading from. And I just always love talking to you. You are like one of the sweetest souls in the whole world. And I know we'll just always be in each other's world. So I'm rooting you on and all the changes that are going to be happening in your life soon. And welcome to the You Do Woo brand as a reader.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. It was so fun to chat and catch up. And I just wanted to add as well with the readings. This was something else I wanted to say, but I decided to offer... Boxer coaching for a week alongside um, the readings, and I just wanted to mention that because I've done a bunch of readings, and I they were just the reading. But I found, and I've offered it to my clients that just having a little bit of extra support, guidance, like Alison was saying, I, that's why I call myself a guide rather mm-hmm. than a coach. That's my vibe, and I love to talk it out because I know when I had my reading. I had so many questions and I luckily was working with you, Allison, one-on-one. So that's there as well. And it, I love um, I'll mention it in the link as well. But I just wanted to say that because it's, I find it really helpful.
0: That's super important. The first few readings I had, there was no Voxer coaching. I just sort of had to go do the the extra work on my own, which was fine too. But just so you guys know, I know how Leah is on Voxer and she's amazing. She's very present. She's very, very much takes her time listening to your questions and answering. You will feel very well taken care of. So go grab all the links in the show notes, give Leah a follow on Instagram. I will put her podcast info below. I will put how to book with her, all of the things, everything that, that you need to get a hold of her will be in the show notes. And thank you, Leah. I'm sure we'll have you back on again soon, but I'm excited to be working with you.
1: Thank you again. And I just want to say I'm grateful because this is a
0: manifestation
1: list moment. I told you that, but I'm sharing it with everyone. Vision board moment. It's exciting.
0: To be a human design reader. So yes. (laughs) Welcome, Leah. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and Really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at you do woo all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect.
1: Another Sound Off Media Company
0: podcast. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one.